All right, all you future podcasters out there, let me tell you about something you need to be aware of. I've been looking for different platforms to put my podcast into, and it's kind of confusing. There's a lot out there, a lot of them that charge you, but I found something that you need to hear. There's a platform called Anchor. Now, you need to understand, this one is free. There's no monthly fees, no yearly fees, no fees of any sort, no sign-up fees. It is free. Now, the best thing about it is that it's free and it comes with so many different tools. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, then one of the other neatest things is that Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. All you do is upload your podcast. Anchor handles all the rest. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. First podcast you put up, you can start making money. Now, it's everything you need to have in one place to make a podcast. So, pay attention to this part. It's very important. Go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M or download the free Anchor app to get started. Episode 9 of the King James Version Bible Study. Today we're going to be continuing our study in the Gospel of John. Looking in John chapter 1, specifically we're going to look at today verses 46 through 49. But this is a chronological study, and to get the context, we're going to go ahead and reread the verses that we studied during the last episode, which were verses 43 through 45 also of chapter 1. So we're going to be in John chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading in verse 43. And the Bible says, The day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael saith unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered, and saith unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Now, over the last several episodes, we have first look at Andrew's experience, and that Andrew was there hearing the preaching of Jesus, and sought Jesus out. Andrew went to Jesus, asking him, Where thou goest? Jesus saith, Come and see. 
and Andrew followed Jesus. Andrew then went and wanted to tell his brother. He wanted to seek out Simon, Peter, and say, I have found the Messiah. So then Peter followed. Now, those two being from Galilee likely mentioned to Jesus about Philip. Christ, knowing Philip's heart and knowing that Philip would would follow him and uh, be of good addition to uh, his flock, then sought out Philip. Jesus specifically went to Galilee to find Philip and then found him and simply said, follow me. And Philip did. Philip obeyed and followed him. Now, just like Andrew sought out Peter, and just like Jesus sought out Philip, Philip sought out Nathanael. Philip obeyed that example that Christ had set, as well as that example from Andrew, and sought out Nathanael, who was also from uh, Galilee. And today we're going to look at that response, Nathanael's response. Now, Nathanael's response was a little bit different then Andrew's response and Peter's response and as well as Philip's response. So verse 46, read, read that. Verse 46 says, And Nathanael said unto him, Unto who? Unto Philip. Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Now, you initially in those statement or that statement that Nathaniel makes, you see his response was not initially positive, was it? No. Let's look at three things that we can kind of take from Nathaniel's response. First off, we see that Nathaniel was a man gripped with despair as well as prejudice. The despair is seen just in the response to Philip, his cynical response. Can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? He initially rejects Philip and did it in a negative, skeptical, reactionary spirit. Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? He questioned what Philip had told him. What did Philip tell him? Philip had said, in verse 45, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law, and the prophets did right. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He's telling Nathanael, I found the Messiah. We, he said, Nathanael, you and I, we've studied together. We've, we've learned together. We've, we've been looking for these signs. We've been looking for the Messiah together. And Nathanael, I have found him. And I found him, and his name is Jesus. And Jesus is from Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael questioned him. He questioned him in a very skeptical way. Nathanael had sought out to follow others in the past, evidently. And these have let him down. He didn't find anything that satisfied this hopelessness in him. He had become frustrated by religion, and he had come to a point where he had almost lost hope. You can sense this in his response. So why should he now believe and follow yet another voice, yet kind of 
listen to Philip and, and follow, because to follow meant to give his life to this person. And he even went so far as to say this person's from Nazareth. Really? We'll look into that here in a little bit. But there are so many voices out there that promise happiness and satisfaction, isn't there? Their claims are soon to be proved to be false. Following anything other than Jesus will result in the human heart being empty and wondering. A person caught up in despair wonders about the real purpose, meaning, and significance of life. I wondered about this, and using technology that we have today, I simply googled how to be happy. How to be happy. One of the different items that popped up, uh, one of them suggested, and, and I'll read it to you, when asked about how to sustain happiness, this one person explains that every human experience has a chemical basis to it. Referring to this as a, quote, complex chemical soup, he says, we can teach you a methodology with which you will know how to stir that right kind of soup that's within you. This is what we call inner engineering, that you engineer your chemistry in such a way that it is blissfully by its own nature, not because of something else. He's saying we can stir happiness within ourselves. We don't have to be dependent on anything outside of just ourselves to be happy. I found another expression that's in the Zohar. That is, joy is one side of the heart, sadness is in the other. A secure person experiences each one of life's moments to its fullest. It gives you a whole new take on joy. It's not about doing things to be happy. It is about having an inner joy that is always there within you. Again, like the previous illustration or previous example, it's saying that we can be happy just within ourselves by depending on ourselves and what's inside ourselves to be happy. I thought kind of comically so. I, I found that one person suggested getting outside more will cause happiness. Specifically, they say, they say happiness is maximized at 57 degrees. I guess if it's 62 degrees outside, you cannot be happy. Likewise, if it's 55 degrees, you cannot be happy. It has to be at 57 degrees. Very curious. Another suggestion I found is to help others. Help others. They went so far as to say 100 hours a year is the magic number. If you do 100 hours a year of helping others, you can be happy and experience happiness. One common thread amongst all of these very curious examples is that they, they basically put happiness as something that either you have to do to be happy or that you have to chemically cause within your own body to be happy. It doesn't have anything to do with, with a uh, trusting in God for that happiness. Because once you have him as your savior, well, then happiness just flows. Let's go back to Nathaniel's experience. We see how he was unhappy. We see how his initial response to Philip was that of skepticism and, and bitterness. 
But we also see the prejudice of Nathaniel in that he said, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Now this is a slur against Jesus because Jesus was from Nazareth. He had heard and believed other people's negative comments about Nazareth and this clouded his own judgment. Now what was, let's talk about Nazareth a little bit. Nazareth was a town in Galilee. Now Galilee bordered Gentile or, or, and other heathen nations. And the Jews considered anyone or anything touched by a Gentile to be unclean in the sight of God. And since Nazareth was, was on this border and likely touched by other Gentiles who traveled there, Nazareth was thus despised by the Jews because it being on that border of the Gentile country and was so commercially touched by Gentiles. Nathaniel held prejudice against those people solely because they were from Nazareth. Nathaniel didn't look at the individual. He didn't get to try to know the individual. He simply, at just a superficial level, called off Philip's um, denouncement that this was the Messiah and that Messiah was from Nazareth and that the Messiah was the son of Joseph, he immediately discounted it solely because he was from Nazareth. Acts chapter 10, verses 34 and 35 says this, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Romans chapter 2, verse 11, For there is no respect of persons with God. And Romans chapter 10, verse 12 says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Nathaniel was wrong in having that prejudice. And before we, who's sitting here listening to this today, Think, how dare Nathaniel, how dare he judge Christ that way? Have we had that same prejudice? Have you looked to, maybe not a specific town, but a specific part of town? And went, you know what, just because you live, quote, on that side of the tracks, you cannot be reached? That you're somehow less of an individual? Well, that's wrong, too. And the Bible is very clear in pointing that out to us. Now, what did was Jesus' response? Nathaniel laid out this cynical, this unbelieving, this, uh, this response that was prejudicial. But what was Christ's response to that? Or what was even Philip's response? Let's look at Philip's response first. Still in verse 46. What did Philip saith unto him? Come and see. He didn't try to break down each one of Nathaniel's points. Nathaniel saying, can any good thing come from Nazareth? Or, or I don't believe you, I followed others, and this isn't the one, this can't be the one. 
Philip didn't try to break down and, and disprove what Nathaniel had said. All Philip had said unto him was come and see. And we, we've talked about that in previous lessons, specifically ep- episode 7 where Andrew sought out Simon and said, come and see. I found the Messiah. Come and see. We've spoken about that, but it's important that we mention that again. Philip's response was simply, come and see. His sin, Nathaniel's sin, despair, and prejudice did not discourage nor keep Philip from inviting his friend. No. I think he invited him not because of the sin and despair, but he invited him because because of his sin and despair, he invited him so as to get over that sin and despair. He knew Christ could get past this sin. More importantly, note that Philip, again, did not argue with Nathaniel. He simply confronted him with words. Come and see. Note three things here. First, no matter what the sin is, we must still go and invite men to come and see Jesus. Again, we've spoken about that. But how important is it to be reminded of? Don't look at another person's sin and think it's so great that they can't and that Christ can't work in their life as well. No, all you need to do is invite them. Invite them to come and see. Number two, think about what Nathaniel would have missed if he had let his prejudice against the people of Nazareth keep him from Jesus. Think about what he had missed. The fact that he initially or uh, eventually gave in and, and followed Jesus and was able to witness his ministry and witness and be a part of miracles. How special is that? What a special opportunity that was. And if he had let this prejudice and despair overcome his heart, he would have missed out on the whole thing. Thirdly, that the way to lead a man to Christ is not by argument, but by confronting him with Christ. All you have to say is come and see. Come see what he's done in my life. Come to church. Witness what he's done in other lives. And then just let the Holy Spirit work. Just ask them to come and see. Verses 47 and 48. Now we see Jesus, after Nathaniel kind of gave in. Nathaniel initially having the skepticism and then Philip just responding with come and see. Nathaniel's like, all right, all right, I'll come and see. And verse 47 says, Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and saith of him, behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. So Jesus knew Nathaniel, just like he knows all of us, but Jesus knew Nathaniel, his beliefs and his character. This is seen by Jesus calling Nathanael, quote, an Israelite indeed. Nathanael was an Israelite. Everything an Israelite should be. He believed the promises of God and he tried to live up to the covenant name, the standard of God had set for Israel. And he was looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the Messiah. Christ knew Nathanael's beliefs. Nathaniel was trying to live up to this hope through accomplishing, uh, by living up to the, the legal standards of what he and the other Israelites believed that 
they should do by living up to the legal uh, standards of the law. Christ knew these beliefs. He pointed out that Nathanael was an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. Christ knows the beliefs of every man. He knows what is on every man's heart. He knows both the good and the bad beliefs, both the godly and evil thoughts of the human heart. While Jesus points out that he is an Israelite, then Nathanael was an Israelite indeed, and he was trying to live up to the standards of God through obeying the law. And he was still seeking out the Messiah. He still had those prejudices in his heart. He had bitterness in his heart. Well, Christ knew that. He knew, he knew both the good and the bad. Jesus also knew his character. Jesus was a man, or Nathaniel was a man without guile. That means that he did not deceive bait or mislead other people. He did not hide what he thought, and he said what he thought and acted what he felt. Curiously, that, that, that statement that, he, that means that he did not deceive bait or mislead other people. He tried to live an honest life, but he was misleading himself, though, wasn't he? He misled himself by his misbelief in other people. Just like Nathaniel, many deceive, bait, or mislead others. Few are straightforward, open and honest, free of deception and hypocrisy. Now, I've known some that are so brutally honest that they come off as crass and harsh. We should always win seeking to be open and honest, free of deception, that we do so with love. Always do so with love. So Jesus knew Nathaniel's innermost being. He knew everything about Nathaniel. And we notice in verse 48, Nathaniel being surprised about Christ and pointing out who he was, Nathaniel saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. So what's this mean, under the fig tree? Well, a fig tree stood for peace, security, rest, and worship. Very often a man would seek solitude and worship under a fig tree. No doubt, this is what Nathaniel had been doing. Jesus is telling Nathaniel that he knew everything about him, even the deepest longings of his heart. Jesus knew Nathaniel's longing for peace and release and freedom. That was enough to cause Nathaniel to give his life to Jesus forever. Evidently, Nathaniel had spent quite a bit of time under a fig tree in prayer, in study, in meditation, seeking out, seeking God and talking to God. So that when Jesus specifically mentioned the fig tree to Nathaniel, that's what when Nathanael knew that this was indeed the Messiah. In verse 49, we see Nathanael's conviction. Nathanael confessed that Jesus was the rabbi. Verse 49 saith, Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Wow. We've started from verse 46 where Nathaniel responded to Philip 
with can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth to three verses later Nathaniel responding to Jesus and calling him rabbi thou art the son of God wow isn't Jesus awesome to be able to to work in somebody's heart to be able to transform them that way how readily Nathaniel confessed that Jesus as his Lord Nathaniel at that point knew that Jesus was Lord knew that he was the Messiah knew that he was God and gave him his life forever he grasped who Jesus was he knew that this indeed was God he has saw me in my weakest moments, in my, in my solitude, seeking him out. And he has come for me. And I, in turn, will come and follow him. All because Philip took the time to seek out his friend. To seek out his friend and to invite him to come and see. And then when... Nathaniel's initial response being that of skepticism and prejudice. Well, Philip didn't try to argue with his friend. He simply, again, said, come and see. And then when Nathaniel visited Jesus and had a private moment with him, and Jesus answered to him and saith, I've known thee. I've known thee from whence thou was under the fig tree, and I saw thee. Nathaniel knew that Christ was speaking to his heart. And then like on our previous episode when we spoke about the burdens and the tugging of your heart, when Christ tugged at Nathaniel's heart, he answered. He answered immediately and followed. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for speaking to us through your scripture. Lord, I wonder how many out there would have a similar response as Nathaniel. And I pray there are Philips around that would go and invite their friends. That would invite their friends to simply come and see and to seek Jesus on their own terms. And would, that would do so with love and not in a spirit of argumentative or to try and overcome all uh, resistance that some would have to you no all they simply have to say is come and see come see what I have come see what others have this is real and that when they follow they seek out you and that then you can speak in their heart and that they would have the obedience of a Nathaniel and immediately respond and follow you we pray in Jesus' name Amen.